This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Tuesday, May the 31st. Coming up, you can find out where Kent Police sit in a league table based on how long it takes them to answer emergency calls. It's been revealed children as young as 10 in Kent, shockingly, are worried about the cost of living crisis. And you can hear from the only Fools and Horses fan who's rebranded his hair salon and is hoping to encourage men to chat about their mental health. But first today, a woman who broke her friend's eye socket and assaulted two children at a birthday party has avoided being sent to prison. Well, our Canterbury Crown Court reporter Sean Axtell joins me now. Sean, what was said in court about what happened? Well, Rachel Carter, 32 of LaBelle Alliance Square in Margate, clashed with her then friend Jade Huckstep during a children's birthday party. Uh, The pair, who had been drinking, traded foul language in front of the infants and then they came to blows during which Carter broke pregnant Miss Huckstep's eye socket. Uh, Carter pleaded guilty to unlawful wounding and two common assault charges, and those charges related to two children who Carter barged past to execute her attack. And a neighbour actually filmed some of the violence, didn't they? Uh, Yes, through their own keyhole, a neighbour filmed the violence spilling from the flat and out onto the landing. The footage played in court showed a neighbour trying to break them up as they screamed and shouted at each other for many minutes. Even some of the children at the party could be seen in the footage trying to stop the violence as the pair traded a barrage of swear words for a number of minutes. And the prosecution said to the judge that it was thoroughly unedifying and quite shocking that all of that should take place over the heads of children. So what sentence has been handed down, Sean, and what did the judge have to say? Uh, The judge said, uh, you became involved in an argument with your former friend who you knew was in the early stages of pregnancy. It is clear things descended into a physical altercation with you two mothers exchanging punches. And Judge Simon James continued, you pushed children out of the way so you could continue to prosecute your assault. You were both drunk and you were both behaving like children. The footage is extraordinary, he said, adding, you should hang your head in shame. But uh, the judge said in an act of mercy, he would suspend a two-year prison sentence for two years so her own children wouldn't be without their own mother. Sean, thanks ever so much. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today and a teenager who repeatedly punched and stamped on a stranger in Ramsgate has been locked up. The victim suffered a broken nose and fractured finger after being targeted by James Beaumont in King Street in February. The 19-year-old, who's from Lancaster Road in Canterbury, has been sentenced to three years in a young offenders institution. A man suspected of carrying out multiple break-ins across Canterbury has appeared in court. Stephen Field, who hasn't got a permanent address, was arrested and charged with 10 offences at shops in the city centre in the last five months. The 32-year-old will remain in custody before appearing in court again next month. A fire that's destroyed an abandoned house in Ashford is now being treated as suspected arson. Thankfully, no one was injured in the blaze which broke out yesterday afternoon, but at the time of recording today's podcast, Chart Road remains closed in both directions. You can see pictures of the damage that the fire has caused by heading to the website. Yeah. <laughs> 
The Home Office has cancelled a contract with P&O Ferries, saying it undermines workers' rights. Home Secretary Priti Patel announced it would be ending a deal to transport staff to northern France if there's a problem at the Channel Tunnel. Well, as you may know, the firm's been facing huge backlash since its controversial decision to sack almost 800 workers without notice back in March. Now, for the first time, we found out just how long it takes police forces across the country to answer 999 calls. And it's not great news for Kent. Out of 43 forces in total, the county came 33rd when it comes to speediness. Home office data shows that 67% of calls were answered within the target time of 10 seconds, but 7% weren't picked up until after a minute had passed. The national average for answering calls was 16 seconds. Now, the data was collected between November 2021 and the end of April this year, and the government hopes it'll encourage forces to bring their services up to what's expected. We've been getting reaction from Kent Police today. Ish has been speaking to Chief Superintendent Mark Nottage. We've received an increase in demand on our emergency uh, calls in the last six months. So to put that into context, um, we've received 140,000 emergency calls between November last year and April this year. And the majority of those calls we're picking up within 10 seconds but our aim is to answer all the calls as quickly as we can and then give the right response once we've assessed those calls and and made that grading decision. You're obviously pleased that the majority of your calls you are answering quickly but when you're ranked against all of the forces in the country and you see that you're on the lower end of the scale ranked 33 out of 43 that that must be disappointing and that you must look at that and, and think we've got to do a lot better. In relation to picking up those calls and getting to the emergency calls, what I'm currently doing is recruiting uh, for new call handlers into the control room to ensure that the public continue to get the very best service that we can do. So I want to recruit more people. People can go online, look at our careers section on the website for more information so that we can get the right numbers of people in here to pick up those, those emergency calls. We are constantly looking at ways to improve our service, including looking at um, other ways to respond to calls. But a real key part, as I said earlier, is if people only use the 999 call for emergencies, it means we can get to those calls and then non-emergencies being reported online or via 101. That helps us enormously. So that's how your listeners can help is only reporting emergency calls via the 999 system. And then we can make sure we can get to those as soon as possible. And I, I want to see this performance improve so that we are getting to those calls uh, even more quickly. But as I, as I said at the start, the majority of calls we're answering in, num- in, in under 10 seconds and a, a really high proportion, over 90% of the calls that we receive on the 999 system, we're picking up in under a minute. Of course, we want to get to all of them as quickly as we can so we can give the very best service. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. A woman is warning drivers to check their vehicles after finding what's thought to be a tracker attached to her Audi. Mickey, who didn't want to give us her surname to protect her and noticed the device on the bottom of her car after leaving it parked at Blue Water. Now, the 29-year-old took the vehicle to a garage where the device was removed and it had actually been attached using incredibly strong magnets. If you head to the website today,
today, kentonline.co.uk. You can see a picture of exactly what it looks like. We're told it has now been reported to police. A new environmental enforcement team has proved a success with cases of fly tipping down in Gravesham. The council took enforcement action over more than 300 cases of environmental crime between 2021 and 2022. That's up from 130 the previous year. The number of cases reported dropped by almost 1,000. Volunteer police officers have issued 100 traffic offence reports to Kent motorists during a recent road safety operation. The special constabulary are unpaid volunteers who hold the same power as police officers. In the last three months, they've caught seven speeding drivers, found six on their mobile phones and 24 who were not wearing a seatbelt, along with 10 who were uninsured. Now, it's been revealed shockingly today that children as young as 10 in Kent are worrying about the cost of living crisis. Sad, isn't it? New data reveals almost half of 10 to 25 year olds in the county see financial stress as the biggest problem they'll face in the next 12 months and more than half feel it's getting harder to save money for the future where young people are also concerned that financial stress will have a serious long-term impact on their mental health Kayleigh Wainwright is from children's charity UK Youth. I think just having the time to really listen and understand and have those open conversations with young people is really important. Often there's so much information out there that causes young people to worry. But, you know, we're living in such a fast paced way, like we don't really stop and take the time always to think how one, how is it affecting you emotionally? And two, what are their ideas for things that could change that, you know, could start to shift some of this stuff for young people? Um, So I think, yeah, taking the time and space to just really talk through the kind of emotional implications to really understand, okay, what is that out there in their community already that they can take young people to and signpost them to? Um, And three, really just hear their voices in terms of like, what do they think can change? And then as parents and, you know, members of the community, knowing where that they can channel that is really important. The reality of how many children and young people are living in poverty are having to see their parents really struggle, access food banks, like worry about jobs and the rising uh, bills in terms of the energy crisis. Um, It's a reality for a lot of young people that are in this country right now. I mean, I think, you know, we know that more young people now um, are facing poor mental health um, than they ever have before. Um, You know, other research shows that the level of unhappiness uh, amongst young people is, is really worrying. Um, we know that actually the long term effects of poor mental health and physical um, health, you know, is going to have a big impact on the society that we live in. Um, and, you know, just more needs to be done, really, to support young people through that and to provide opportunities for young people to one, feel more connected to their community to have fun <laughs> because we want young people to be, you know, having a positive attitude and positive aspirations. And we know actually that young people, um, the research also showed that three quarters of young people want to be making a difference. They want to be doing positive things in their communities. We need to unlock that, you know, the the ability to make that happen through working together, through investment and through like more creative opportunities for young people. Kent Online reports. People living in a part of Maidstone are being told not to worry about another bid to build on land there, despite a bulldozer being spotted in the area. Developers are banned from setting up homes on Fant Farm following years of protests, but there have been concerns over a pile-up of old trees nearby. A local councillor insists nothing is happening, though, while the head of a campaign group says it's likely just a farmer tidying up. A disused railway line in Medway could be turned into a pedestrian 
pedestrian and cycle route in a bid to improve access to Gillingham Town Centre. The council's bidding for levelling up cash to boost the high street, create new spaces for families and improve air quality. If you live or study in the area, you're being urged to say what improvements you'd like to see. A Folkestone barber who's dedicated his salon to his favourite TV comedy is hoping it'll lift spirits and help get men talking about their mental health. Nathan Scottford has rebranded his business Kushti Cuts in honour of Only Fools and Horses, of course. While the show provided plenty of laughs, Nathan says Delboy and Rodney also showed how men should support each other. He's been chatting to our reporter, Rhys Griffiths. I'm very proactive on the mental health side of things, you know, men talking and all that sort of stuff. And if I can bring people into somewhere where they can open up whether it be in my barbershop, whether it be in my Nags Head bar, as if I, hopefully that's what I'm going to get, get to call it, if I get it over the line. You know, it, it's somewhere where men especially can be men, if I'm allowed to say that nowadays, uh, and, you know, open up about their problems. But, you know, if, if I've sent somebody away, A, looking good, feeling good, and, uh, you know, smiling, mm. then I've, I've achieved something, you know. Yeah, and I think, well, actually... There were certain plot lines within Fools and Horses that were a bit they had their time on that. If you think about when Cassandra lost the baby 100%. and they're in the 100%. lift and Dell manufactures a moment I mean, for even, them to talk. Even John Sullivan powerful made a, moments really because it was really rare then for men to address stuff. Definitely, like that definitely. I mean, even you can and you can see that even though there were brothers on screen, you know, you can see that they were that they were men, they were sitting down, they were they're saying, "Come on, let's open up. You know, let's talk about things that men don't talk about." You know, and still today, men don't talk about their problems. You know, I've had, without going into too much issues, I've had my own problems over the last couple of years, gambling, depression, and all that sort of stuff. And just opening up and talking about them, and having an avenue to talk about them, has helped me, helped me massively. Yeah. You know, so I'm, 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 every day I come to work and I, I go to the karaoke and that, knowing that I've made somebody, hopefully, made somebody feel better. You know, and that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's a nice way of living, isn't it? If you can say that positive me- PMA, positive mental attitude. Yeah, yeah. I know there's loads of negative in the world. Everyone's still worried about you know how the world, obviously what's going on in in Ukraine and and all that sort of stuff. Energy, cost of living, you know, no, no. But these are these are things that sometimes are out of our control. Mm. You know, we, we've got to look at we've got to quote what my counsellor said to me. You got to look after number one. Uh, you know, and, and, but the thing is, I have to look after one, two, three, four, five. You know, you know what but I mean. It still, it still does start with number one, though, <laughs> doesn't it? You if know, if you ain't right, nothing yeah, else is going to be right. For other people, no, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, I've I've, I've tried I've tried my hard. I'll come up for twenty five years in barbering next year. I wouldn't have done that without people seeing something in me, putting faith in me. And do you find people travel from further afield then to come here and... Most definitely. Yeah, yeah. I've got people, on the, every, a lot of the majority of people knew at the convention who I was and where I was and, and all that sort of stuff. Oh, you're, you're the guy that owns Christy Cuts. I mean, it's only been Christy Cuts for 13 months, mm. you know, since we came back on April, whatever it was. You know, um, it's a difficult time for barbers at the moment. In our town, we've got 24. You know, I won't go into why, but, um, you know, it's there's 24 barber shops. There is, you know, the, the, the things happened with taking away the walk-in service and going booking only for convenience. It does work and it doesn't work. You know, there's people who want to just walk in um, and all that sort of stuff. So, um, but, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's tough times. It's tough times. But, 
you know, you just got to keep keep it real. Yeah. Keep it real. Keep it crystal. Well, you can see exactly what the salon looks like by heading to the story at Kent Online. We'll find out tonight which part of the UK will be the city of culture in 2025. Medway put in a bid but didn't make the final shortlist. In the running are Bradford, County Durham, Southampton and Wrexham with a decision announced in Coventry which held the title last year. Two Kent brothers have designed and built a bench that's going to be on display in London for the next year. Tocco and Tim Andrews from Canterbury won a competition for the London Festival of Architecture. Their winning design demonstrates action for climate change and will be installed today in the Thames Barrier Park. Kent Online reports. More on the Jubilee now as the countdown to the big weekend continues and Kent is set to break records. On Thursday night, 129 beacons will be lit in the county. That's more than anywhere else in the country. Over the four days, the county is also likely to host the highest number of street parties, with the council approving almost 600 roads closures. You can find out where those beacons are going to be lit near you by heading to the story at Kent Online and clicking on our interactive map. Meantime, an independent gift shop in Raynham says it sold almost 400 flags ahead of the Jubilee celebrations. Homely Gifts on Norris Road has seen an increased demand for red, white and blue garlands and union flag bunting. Retailers are now warning of a shortage. Owner Michelle Taylor says she's already had to reorder five times and now her supplier has run out too. You can head to the What's On pages of Kent Online as well to find out about all of the Jubilee celebrations happening in the county over the long weekend. Moving on to Pride now, and it's going to be coming to Dartford this year for the very first time. Gareth Gates, Twist and Pulse and Bag of Chips from RuPaul's Drag Race will be performing. It's happening at the town's Orchard Theatre in July. And finally, a new LGBTQ plus audio tour is being set up in Maidstone to celebrate Pride Month. Amy Riley is from the Hazlitt Theatre, which is setting up the project she's been telling us how it's going to work we've been doing is we've been gathering um stories from the lgbtq plus community um and we're going to be recording them and basically playing placing kind of qr codes around town so what you can do is kind of go around town scan the qr code and listen to um the stories of lgbt uh, Q plus people in Maidstone um, so that's kind of the aim behind it and then what that kind of culminates to is on the 26th um, of June is we'll be having um, a live retelling of some of these stories um, performed by actors hopefully some of them might be performed uh, by some people who submitted the stories themselves but um, yes it's gonna be a live retelling uh, where we'll kind of take audiences and walk them around and hear all these different stories. It's been a bit of a challenge and I think um, trying to get people to put their stories in and kind of submit quite a big part of themselves is um it is a challenge but I think kind of the stories that are coming out from this are really beautiful and actually a kind of uh, the honesty of people in Maidstone to share them has been really really lovely for us yeah like you said it's it's a big part of someone's life to share so you have to commend sort of the bravery of those people to put themselves out there like that if, you know, someone was kind of looking at going and experiencing this, what are the dates? When does it run from and until? So it is being installed on the 13th of June and will be running out, uh, running throughout um, the rest of June. What we're hoping is that we can keep it in for a little bit longer than the month of June. Um, but we're just waiting a confirmation on that. But it definitely starts on the 13th and the live performance is on Sunday, the 26th. Amazing. And sort of locations wise, 
what will be included like will it be a, a long trail will there be like a route that you can take that is suggested certain landmarks that will you know maybe be more of a checkpoint have more of a story to them you know maybe there's some places in Maidstone where a lot of people have their experiences there what's kind of you know what's the route and what's it like um so there'll be different checkpoints kind of throughout Maidstone we're hoping to build a bit of a map so that we can share with people exactly where all of them are hidden um at the moment, a lot of the stories have been centred around uh, nightclubs or bars, which um, so hopefully there'll be some popping up around there. Um, but yeah, we're going to be building kind of a big map so that people can see exactly where to follow. Um, but they'll be scattered all around Maidstone. And I think some of the stories aren't necessarily significant to just the town centre. And I think that's important. So hoping to share some of those stories in other places as well. Um, obviously, People don't have to drive to it necessarily, but if you're passing um, to know that those stories are there, I think will be interesting. Amy, we're speaking to Leisha there. The Not A Phase audio tour will begin on the 13th of June. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. To do it, you need to subscribe. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And whilst you're on the site today, you can check out the Kent House been renovated by the team behind Shakespeare's Globe Theatre in London and has gone on the market. The Grade 2 listed four-bed property is in Horsmanden near Tunbridge Wells and is set to date back to the 15th century. We'll be back with the podcast tomorrow. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.